welcome back to Grit Iron Campbell, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by two members of the collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuara, who is coming to us from the Czech Republic, Mo. You left a, you literally left a castle to come record this podcast. How are you, sir? How is Prague treating you? That's what happened. I did leave a castle. A <laughs> legit castle. I was walking around a castle, and I was like, man, I just want to stay in this castle and keep exploring, <laughs> but the people need me. That's right. They want to hear my voice. What a difference a week uh, makes. He usually comes to us from underneath a rock <laughs> yeah, in Omaha. With no Wi-Fi. He always has better <laughs> Wi-Fi when he's not at home. He's in. He's coming to us from thousands of miles away. In a Christmas Prague European town, and sounds crystal clear. It's amazing. I'm amazed, honestly, because I was told the Hilton internet isn't great here, but it seems solid. Yeah. You sound beautiful. Get those Hilton reward points. Uh, Brett is also here from a not yet snowy, I don't know, Buffalo, New York, upstate New York. How's, how's it's like it's there's like a line right now in Buffalo. Like half the city is getting pummeled right now, and I'm in the <laughs> other half that hasn't seen a drop of snow yet. It's really strange. Wow, but uh, yeah, it's coming. Fading, which the, we will get into. Fading the the rook the excuse me fading the roof shoveling for now up in upstate yeah. New York. And uh, Donnie, that was Donnie. While uh, while Mo joins us after leaving a castle, Donnie has decided to sleep in. Which is... Leaving a castle, and <laughs> I was walking around town drinking last night, and, you know, I'm just still here in one piece, and Donnie just can't even wake up after he was working. Tied your tie like a true team player, sitting down at the mic, and you're ready to roll. So we'll have to reprimand Donnie in some way, shape, or form. Maybe he will, like last time, join us. He is out in Vegas uh, selfless plug for the or selfish plug I should say uh, WPT 5 Diamond World Poker Classic record breaking field at the Bellagio hopefully he will join us in a bit we're in the super contest BT dubs and after a 3-2 and two, week 13 we are 35 27 and 3 good for 212th we were 3-1 and one heading into Monday night we were also 3-0 and oh, in consensus picks, and our Jets, who we had at plus two, and who the market moved to minus one, got destroyed. <laughs> we keep crushing the market on Monday yeah, night. Yeah, market sucks this year. Yeah, the market is... What's going on here? I actually, I read, uh, I think one of Sports Insights' uh, facts was, uh, for the year, if you faded line moves, you'd be up this year. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> It doesn't make sense at all. It's so bizarre. The market is thumbing its nose at, at everybody. Uh, I mean, Vegas seems to like it's getting killed. Bob Scucci. Somebody, whoever go ahead. Whoever moved that line three points is like, they're going to need a GoFundMe for their <laughs> groceries next month. I mean, somebody moved it three points. And they lost they don't by have 40. Any money left. <laughs> they lost by 40. Oh my God! So so insane. But we're we're so close to the cash still. We are only two and a half points out of the money. Of course, we would have been one and a half. 
there's some there's some mooses this year, but we are still so close. And with uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, four weeks left, I certainly think we can make up that ground and uh, and get into the money and perhaps even beyond. Uh, if you guys want to check out our stats or more stats about the contest, be sure to check out fantasysupercontest.com. We'll talk about them a bit more later on. But for now, let's get to our number one selections. That's how we kick off every show. We go down the line and our hosts give their number one picks for the week. Uh, we all went three and two last week, so I'm just going to go in alphabetic order and start with Brett, who has ho-hum, a home dog. Home dogs have not performed well. There was only one even available last week because we did not pick the Thursday card. Uh, it was only the Jets. We picked them, and of course, they failed us. So Brett's trying to get back on the horse with the home dog. Tell us who you got, Brett. Rich, man, you sold me on the Fantasy Wired podcast yesterday. I've got the Rams plus six against Atlanta. Falcons have some key injuries on offense right now. Jake Matthews, Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu all have set out of practice this week through Thursday. We'll see uh, what happens on Friday. But not a good sign for a team that relies on its offense to outscore teams. And the Rams, I mean, one in three at home this year, not they have not been great, but the defense has been dominant in three of those games. They allowed only three points to Seattle, 13 to Carolina, 14 to Miami. They are healthy on defense right now. This just feels like a spot where the Rams could win. You said this on the podcast yesterday, Rich, and you think it could be a Todd Gurley game. I'm buying in. The Falcons 27th in rush defense DVOA. Rams should be able to move the ball and uh, keep this one close and maybe win i think the i think the falcons are going to fall apart and maybe not make the playoffs and that's something i'm going to talk talk about in a bit as well but yeah i think the rams could could win this game i think six is just way too many points uh for a home dog here doesn't this feel just like bucks seahawks a couple weeks ago from an injury standpoint from a traveling across the coast standpoint of course tampa bay is not as good as la but in the same vein, Atlanta can't hold a candle to Seattle. Uh, the injuries, just like you said, really key. Uh, Jake Matthews, without him, I don't know how uh, the Atlanta offensive front is going to block the Rams' defensive line. And while I know Julio might be getting the veteran treatment, uh, Mohamed Sanu is a first-year player. And if he's missing practice two days in a row in a key game where they're probably installing new plays for a very tough defense at home, I'm not expecting him to play. So I know... Uh, Taylor Gabriel's been amazing, but but yeah, he's not a real receiver. He's catching the ball at the line of scrimmage and, and making plays. There, this is a big uh, a big spot uh, that I really love the Rams in. Uh, Mo also has uh, the Rams, but he's got them more in the middle of the pack. DP was on the other side. Love to hear his thinking. Uh, but I'll go to Mo here. You had the Rams a bit lower. Uh, what's your trepidation here with LA? Uh, this was the one I said in the in the thread. I I wish I I moved this one up. I actually don't think I looked at the injuries for this one. Uh, remember, I was drunk and delirious last night. Uh, more delirious. We're only really, really playing for a million dollars here. Good job, Mo. Yeah. More delirious than drunk, honestly. I because I felt fine when I woke up. I think I was just so tired from being awake thirty six hours. Uh, basically. Uh, without yeah, looking at the injuries, it's quite brutal. Like you said, Julio has not practiced. Jake Matthews has not practiced. Sanu has not practiced. Adrian Claiborne on their defense has not practiced. And then 
uh, one guy who isn't going to practice because he's just cooked for the year is Desmond Trufant, and he is their best player in the... He might just be their best player on defense. Definitely their best secondary uh, guy. So that is just absolutely massive, um, especially because the Rams really only have one good receiver. So I think... Um, it's pretty key that uh, Kenny Britt is going to probably be able to get open too. Um, and I got to say, Brett, really, he pulled the wool over my eyes, uh, acting surprised that I wanted to move the Rams up, and then yeah. I find out he's got them number one. I, Come on, man. The you know, Sneaky. Obviously, Good I have the Rams. I'm the, I'm the disciple. Of course I have the Rams. I was just trying to throw you off the scent. Yeah, you definitely did. I, I thought I was going to have to defend this one maybe, but I, I really do like the Rams, and they should definitely be in my top five. Uh, I... I think this line should be like three and a half. I'm really surprised uh, it is where it is. Donnie, the only thing that gives me hope about Donnie picking against our side, while he is eight and four with the Falcons, he's uh, two nine and one when selecting Rams games. So eighty six percent yes on the Falcons. Yeah, people lining up to lay the wood. This is- on the road. Such a good spot. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, fire fire girly in DFS. Nobody's going to click on his name. This is the week. He hasn't eclipsed 100 yards yet, guys. This is what, and he could run for he's got the talent to run for 200. So. Yeah, that's the thing. The cha- the talent is there. It hasn't changed. It's still Todd Gurley. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Love hey, Why not this week? Love the spot. Love the Rams. Uh Mo, we'll move on to you next. You also have a dog, but this team's on the road. It's a primetime spot, which we've picked a couple of primetime games this year, sliding down over on FantasySuperContest.com. Uh, I, I'll grab our record in a second, but tell us, who, uh, which primetime dog, looking for a little primetime loom, are you on, Mo? Well, I feel like we've been a lot better on Sunday night than Monday night, um, but... Going with Monday Night Dog again for the second straight week. I've got the Ravens plus seven. Uh, fading, also fading the Patriots as my top pick for the second straight week. Did not work so well last week. But this time, unlike the Rams, I know there's a unit I can rely on. And that's this Ravens defense. Um, these guys are really, really good. Baltimore is also as healthy as they've been uh, for quite quite some time, um, only a few guys on the injury list this week. Uh, one of them is Marshall Yanda, which is definitely concerning since he's probably the best player on the team. But uh, the defense is looking healthy. Uh, we saw what this team did to Miami last week. Sorry, Dolph fans, your team not very good. Hey, Dolph fans. Average at best. Ravens aren't uh, anything to write home about really either, but at least this defense is really, really strong. Um, and I do not think they will. I mean, I think that they're going to probably eat up this one-dimensional, not-too-scary-without-Gronk-Pat's offense. So uh, I think this one's going to be close. Ravens keep creeping up, and one of the things I say a lot, and I just haven't put enough belief into it from a Baltimore standpoint is over and over again. The hardest thing to do in football right now at any level is defend the pass. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens are really freaking good at defending the pass. You can find a way to score with all the rules 
And with all the defensive inefficiencies across the league, if you are, as long as you're not a complete dumpster fire, which at times Baltimore has been this season on offense, you can find a way to get the ball in the end zone or they have goat at kicker. They could just kick a bunch of 50 yard field goals and and find a way to score points. And if you can stop the other team from scoring or at least slow them down, you're going to have success. And the more and more I see this Baltimore team, the more and more I believe that they're actually contenders uh, in this spot. I mean, seven points is just a joke. This is this is in my this this is in my top five. Uh, this is a little bit lower though for Brett. Donnie also has this in his top five. Uh, so the Pats fan is on Ravens. Speaking of uh, contenders, I think this is like this is a test spot for me. I mean, if the Patriots can move the ball consistently against this Ravens defense. I know they're at home, but if they can do that, then I'll believe this team is still a solid Super Bowl contender because I don't think they are without Gronk. But mm. if they can do that, then they'll they'll prove something to me this week. This game should be like four, right? <laughs> four? Kept this at five. I kept this at five. There's so much. Pa- there's, yeah, give us. You're the lowest on, on the Ravens. This is a consensus pick. Give us your thoughts, Brett. Well, I had such a hard time. Uh, ranking my picks this week. This could have easily have been in the middle or even higher. Uh, it, it just, ah, man, Belichick always worries me. But yeah, I, I, I think the Ravens are definitely the right side. I kept this at six. I just, it, it kept falling down the ladder because it, it, Belichick always worries me. It's just like he, the guy surprises me in the weirdest spots and Baltimore coming off a huge win last week. I just, New England can pound teams. And even without Gronk, I think they still have enough firepower on offense to score against this defense. But, uh, yeah, I like the Ravens here, and I don't hate it if it's on the card. I don't know how the Pats score. I honestly don't. Their offense is pretty bad. Like, very uninspiring without Gronk. My my Brady uh, analysis is pretty widely known. I don't think he's a very good player at this point. I don't think he's throwing people open at this point. How is he? Isn't he grading at like a ninety-five on PFF? Well, How is that possible? Yeah, that's confusing to me it, because he's having s- success over and over again. But he it, just throws to wide-open guys, right? Like crossing routes, they five yards. They can't give him a demerit for hitting wide-open guys, right? They can't downgrade him in any shape or form. So they can only discredit him for what he's doing. And what he's doing, he's doing well. He's he's. <laughs> do they just ignore the deep balls he throws though because those are horrendous yeah about as bad as it gets one of them literally landed Gronk on IR that's how bad it was yeah. <laughs> so yeah I, I like the spot it it makes me happy that DP has the Ravens in his top five because he, he, he knows the pads pretty well he can be a bit stubborn but I mean this is the Ravens always play New England tough and I was very happy to see early in the week there was a, a lot of public support for the Ravens, but now it's evened out. It's now 55-45 in favor of Baltimore. And I did pull up those primetime stats. We are 6-3 and three in primetime. Uh, one wow. 1-1 one and, one and one on Thursday night, 2-0 and oh on Sunday night, and 3-2 and two on Monday night. So need, yeah. uh, need, need Ravens outright for my Chiefs here. I get that number one seed. Is this Super Bowl run happening? I didn't get to watch that game, but man, Alex Smith, 10 yards an attempt. 
Yeah, he had some very big plays, really good, really excellent throws downfield, one to Kelsey uh, for a big gain down the seam during the second half, and then the first half touchdown to Tyreek Evans. Uh, Tyreek, pretty nice coverage from the Raiders. Uh, the safety kind of got caught in a weird spot underneath a post route, uh, and the corner was was doing okay, going stride for stride with Tyreek. And when the safety tried to recover and go kind of underneath the post, Smith just fit it right above him. Uh, it was a gorgeous throw uh, for a 36-yard touchdown, if I recall. So, yeah, Alex played awesome last night, and Derek Carr did not. Yeah, that guy in cold weather. Yikes. Yeah. And with the, with, the, with the finger, too, man. Yeah, that, it was yeah just... that's got to be hard. I, I'm not really going to downgrade him too much because playing in 20-degree temperature with – it's broken, right? A broken – Pinky finger. Yeah. Is it broken? And my friend said the field was frozen before the game. Yeah, like he can't do anything. And your your pain is elevated because of the temperature. Like he was handing off backwards with his other hand. So it was a bit bizarre. Uh but yeah, the Chiefs, they're the most complete team in football. I think I've said that multiple times. Uh if the Ravens can improve on offense, maybe they'll get there. Uh, and if the Hawks can sustain some sort of offensive line, <laughs> some set of five humans that can block, they'll get there too. But for now, every phase, it's got to be Kansas City for me. Yeah, I think they're the favorites right now. Tyreek Hill has just been such a huge impact player for them. It's um, it's amazing. Yeah. He just adds like seven points to their, their offense every week. It's like if Dante Hall learned how to play offense. In Dante addition, Hall. In addition to being GOAT special teams. It would be like if he actually converted to receiver and knew what he was doing. That's what Tyree Kill is. And Kelsey has been phenomenal, too. They're, they're, and they're letting Alex Smith throw downfield now, and look what happens. Yeah. I mean, he's good. That's what I've always said. With yeah. the, when Alex Smith actually throws downfield, he's good. And the Chiefs, when Andy Reid actually takes the reins off and, and lets uh, the Chiefs run some downfield routes, things happen. All right, let's wrap up our number one picks. We were three and one last night on the Chiefs. Donnie was the lone wolf on the Raiders. Still pushing that Raiders train. Uh, I've got the Bears plus seven and a half at Detroit as my number one pick. Uh, I love this spot. I've loved what I've seen out of Matt Barkley. Uh, I think Detroit is just a fine team. Uh, I think this line is teetering on fair but i think it should be on the other side of seven uh let alone at seven and a half it did open at nine and a half and a lot of the action was on chicago so it came down to seven and a half i would have loved to get nine and a half obviously nine and a half yeah but it plummeted it opened at nine and a half and plummeted down (laughs) to seven and a half uh detroit it's it's so funny. You think about this team, you think about Calvin Johnson, you think about Matthew Stafford throwing the ball downfield. They play with the same kind of pace as Dallas does now. They control the ball, they milk the clock, they have no semblance of a running game, uh, which kind of makes those two things, you think, uh, not they can't, they're juxtaposed, right? Having lack of a running game and, and running the clock out, but they run so many short passing plays that it, it effectively works as a running game, and I just don't see them pulling away from a team like Chicago that has proven over the last couple of weeks that they can score points. I mean, even in a blizzard, I I know San Francisco is not a good defense, and they probably wanted nothing to do 
with playing in cold, windy, snowy conditions in Soldier Field. But Matt Barkley yeah, was... Yeah, that was a straight-up mail-in. But Mac, Matt Barkley was throwing dimes and moving the ball downfield and beat a somewhat professional football team by double digits, by nearly 20, 20-plus. 20 so I think that Matt Barkley can move the ball in negative game script if a backdoor cover is needed. And I just don't see the Lions running away with this. Neither of you wanted anything to do with this game. Uh, Brett took the Lions and put him at his very bottom. Mo took the Bears and put it at the very bottom. Uh, and Donnie has the Lions in his top five. Uh, so my pick will not make that's awesome. Make the card. <laughs> yeah, I had in the top five. I would love that's... to hear the reason. For <laughs> yeah, that like one. what is yeah, where that? is this guy? Uh, we need explanations, Donnie. Uh, Brett, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, it's I had the other side of both these teams as my lone wolves last week, and both were completely wrong. So clearly my, my evaluations of both these teams is just so bad right now. I didn't know what to do with this game. Uh, if if the Lions were minus seven without the hook, I'd probably like them a little more. But yeah, this was this wasn't going anywhere near my top five. What about you, Mel? Uh, I kept this one at seven and a half, but thinking about it a little harder, I think that that maybe is a little heavy. Um, so maybe this line should be like six and a half. Um, yeah, I, I can see your side a little more, I think. So I also feel maybe to... I would, maybe I... I would move the lions up to the mid tier if I was not delirious. I don't know. <laughs> I failed to mention Brett brought up this point for me that the lions huge road win last week as six point dogs. Most people were holding Saints tickets or Saints parlay tickets last week and were bitten in the ass by Detroit. So they're obviously going to be impressed by what Detroit did and want to be on them. So 66%, 68%, excuse me, of the public willing to lay, whether it be that 9.5 opening line or that current 7.5 line. And Bearstock is pretty flat. No one's really buying into Matt Barkley and Chicago, even if they beat San Francisco handily at home. So a little stock high, stock low there. Yeah, though I would love to hear what uh, <laughs> what Donnie's thinking on on taking Detroit in the spot. Uh, Donnie's number one pick, I'll give it for him, is a pick that we all agree with. Shockingly enough, he is taking a road dog, another stock high, stock low situation, and it might be looking at this week's landscape. It might be the highest stock playing against the lowest stock. He's taken the six points with Houston against the Colts. Colts absolutely thrashed the Jets on Monday Night Football. The Texans nearly covered in that snow game in Lambeau Field, but could not find it. They played decent, though, on offense, moved the ball a little bit. Uh, Brock Osweiler didn't look horrendous. Uh, And again, we're all on the Texans. I have this right outside my top five. Brett has it right outside his top five, a little closer towards the middle, and Mo has this inside his top five as well. Uh, Brett, you are the uh, the lowest. I put lowest in air quotes, uh, having this right in the middle. Any reservations about having Texans plus six on the card? No, nah, I like this. This could definitely have been in my top five. I, again, I didn't know really where to rank a lot of my picks this week, but I can't believe people, 68% of people are taking the Colts here as six-point favorites. Aren't these teams pretty similar in terms of like skill? 
People believe what they last saw. Yeah, if you look at uh, DVOA, these these teams are a lot closer uh, than than anything would indicate. Indy twenty fifth in total efficiency, Houston thirtieth, and Indy's biggest problems, of course, come on the defensive side of the ball. Thirtieth uh, in defense DVOA. Hey uh, Mo, what's your rule about bad teams? Two bad teams facing each other. Yeah, grab the points. There you points. go. I love this spot. Tell us why. Abs- absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, Colts. They looked great. Prime time coming off a prime time win, beating the absolute crap out of a Jets team that just flat out did not show up at home. That's not really representative of the Colts at all. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely think the Colts are a hair better, but only a hair better here. Like, I capped this at three and a half. I mean, coming off short rest, I don't think the Colts should be much bigger than a field goal favorite here at home. And uh, I love the Texans plus six. So I had this squarely in my top five, and it was in my top tier of picks. Um, so I absolutely love the Texans here, and I uh, think this one will be close. Uh, the only thing that worries me here, and this is the absolute only thing that worries me here, is uh, is Clowney. Uh, we need Clowney to play, and there's nothing on the practice report, but I Googled it, and it said he did practice Thursday. Yeah, he did. I don't think it was a full practice, but he did practice, so I think he's going to be playing. As long as Clowney plays, uh, I love this spot. I like the... Uh... I don't, let me look at the total here. This seems I I feel like Houston's gonna have no problem. So the total's forty six and a half. The total, you know, what the total last night was twenty degree weather, Arrowhead. They hung forty six. That was insanely high. That's crazy. Yeah, it came. It safely came in eleven points under <laughs> under the total. Uh, I like the over in this game. I think I think Brock's looked better the last couple of weeks. He's still a bit of a checkdown Charlie, but that Colts defense is. Pretty atrocious. Uh, Brock is okay against really bad defenses. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to like completely blow it up most of the time against bad defenses. Uh, he just, you can't take him against a defense or the pulse. No, because he's he's not willing to be aggressive enough to beat the defense. And then when they start making things compact and start creeping up to the line of scrimmage and containing Mr. Lamar Miller, then it becomes a disaster. Uh, for Brock and company. So those are our top picks. Brett's got the Rams. Moe's got the Ravens. I've got the Bears. Donnie has the Texans. Two of those are consensus picks. We're going to move on to the Lone Wolves. But first, let's check out FantasySuperContest.com. I told you those primetime numbers earlier. You can get those stats for anybody who is in the Super Contest just by clicking their profile on fantasysupercontest.com. We have a new leader again. Uh, Mac Sports Inc. is number one alone in the contest at 44 points after a 5-0 week 13. Uh, Mac Sports was top 10 starting in week 11 at 6. Moved back to 8 after a 3-2 week 12. And is now sitting atop the contest by himself, him or herself. Uh, Max Sports loves the road teams. He's picked 40 road teams against 25 home teams, and he's his road teams are covering at a clip of 70%. Uh, 
70 percent the the majority of those are underdogs of course and they're coming in at 79 percent road underdogs 19 and 5 against the spread man that is crazy uh, so Max Sports is the leader, 44. If you want to check out more stats about that contest person or anybody else in the Super Contest, head over to FantasySuperContest.com. That's FantasySuperContest.com. Let's talk about some Lone Wolves. Two Lone Wolves apiece for each host this weekend. Except for me, I have zero. Uh, so I'll buzz through two of Donnie's lone wolves real quick. We already talked about the Falcons briefly. His other lone wolf, man, come on, DP, rule of NFC East. He's laying the three with the Cowboys on Sunday night football. Now, I don't think any of us were very high on the Giants. Well, Brett nearly had them in his top five, but Mo and myself had them more in the middle of the pack. Yeah, this is just rule of NFC East, right, Mo? Like, just take the team that nobody is betting on and is getting some sort of point advantage. Yeah, I like the Giants here. Um, It is a little worrisome that it moved to three and a half um, on Pinnacle, but I assume that's uh, public money uh, pushing Dallas uh, off of the three. Um, I... I love. I really have been pretty impressed with this Giants defense uh, recently. They played well against the Steelers too. Their offense just couldn't get anything going, so uh, they're just not going to win those games when they score ten points. And um, I think they'll they'll be able to uh, lock down the Cowboys a little bit here. Uh, I don't see the Cowboys running away with this by any means, and uh, it should be a close one, but. Uh, it's hard to love the Giants. Uh, it's hard to love them, but I think I do like them here. Yeah, we all thought it was the right side, but Brett, you were the highest on them, and you're the number one Cowboys lover, Zeke supporter. What's going on here? I think this is a, this matchup sets well for, sets up well for the Giants. They beat them in Week One, right? So I can see it happening again here at home. Uh, yeah, this Giants defense is really, really freaking good. Uh, they're going to get a lot of pressure on Dak here this week, and uh, I think the Giants are just going to win outright. All right, let's move on to your Lone Wolves, Brett. In the middle of the pack, you're laying the wood on the road with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, that seems like an anti-jinx pick, which really frustrates me. Uh, and at the bottom there, you've got a coin flip game. You're taking the Panthers my, uh, minus one and a half against the Chargers. But let's talk Steelers-Bills here. Uh, the line did move in your favor. It is now three on Pinnacle. Uh, what what's up, man? How can you not be back in your bills here? Yeah, it's a pretty key, key number that three, isn't it? Uh, isn't it just a rule to bet the Steelers in December when it's cold? I mean, Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, they're Ohio boys. They've been playing in cold weather their entire lives. Pittsburgh ten and two against the spread in December over the last three years, and this weekend, I mean, this is prime Big Ben conditions in Buffalo. Snow, low thirties, winds. On defense, the Steelers are just going to stack the box and force Tyrod Taylor to throw into heavy gusts. We know Tyrod not. He's just not good at intermediate throws, and he's not going to be able to throw the ball deep in these conditions. So this just sets up really well for the Steelers, who are playing their best football of the season right now. 
Uh, they've won, I think, four in a row. And the Bills, I, I love this team. I just don't love them in these conditions. I think Pittsburgh is in a much better spot here uh, with the the snow and uh, the cold weather. So that's that's and I I think I think the line movement reflects that. Donnie, the highest on the Bills had them just outside his top five. Uh, Mo and I had them in our lower tier, and I think we share the same sentiment based upon what Mo said in the chat earlier. Mo said he's he's never wanted a team to have the pinnacle line in the contest as much as Bills plus three. Mo, didn't you just really want to you wanted you wanted to love the Bills? I wanted to love oh, the Bills man. this week. When but I, I saw just couldn't do it. Before before I looked at the contest line, I was looking at the pinnacle lines. So I saw that the Bills were plus three and I just was like, okay, that's a hundred percent in my top five. No doubt. But then I saw the contest line, one and a half, really, really disappointing. Um, I, I really wish the contest was at three. I would for sure have the Bills in my top five. I really like the Bills here. Uh, I know Brett loves um, uh, the Steelers' O in this spot, but man, don't you got to love the Bills' offense here? Doesn't this uh, weather set up for LaShawn? Just uh, gonna have to. Both teams probably gonna have to run the ball a good amount. Uh, yeah, but the thing with that is the Steelers know what the Bills are gonna do on offense. Like the a Ty, Tyrod, you, the guy is just so bad in those ten to fifteen yard throws. I just I can't see them moving the ball. Yeah, he kind of struggles on those deep crossing routes over the middle and such. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I like the Bills here. With bad weather, that kind of can muck up the game a little bit. Favors a team that going to come out and run the ball. I just I love this Bills running game, man. Every time I watch them play, uh, their run blocking is so impressive. And then McCoy, just man, he is so good. I want to love the Bills here so bad. I hate the line movement though. And, yeah, I got to hate the line movement. And the public just piling on Pittsburgh, eighty-two percent. 88 wasn't it is it 82 now I, I still have it probably pulled up from last night i probably haven't refreshed it uh last night it was 88 man uh, but the, uh, one and a half just a gross number want to love the bills so much it's probably for, probably for the best the football gods are probably shining down on us by giving us say a one and a half line here in the spot and uh pushing us away from taking buffalo uh, let's talk about your coin flip area game Panthers minus one and a half over the bolts. What are you thinking here, Brett? Yeah, I don't have a heavy lean on this game either way. It just feels like a Cam Newton FU game. San Diego one and four on the road. They're allowing 29 points per game uh, outside of their home stadium. Uh, Luke Keekley probably back this week. I know he's been practicing limited uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Panthers get their leader back on defense. I just like the home side here. Yeah, nobody was very high on the bolts. I had them near the middle. Mo had them in his lower tier, and Donnie had them low as well. Just feels like the fair, fair line side. for me. Yeah, Phil Phil Rivers just seems like the guy. They could be zero and seventy five, and he's going to go out there and uh, yell at everybody and, and try to win. Uh, he plays really inspired. I think last week the the loss uh, at home is a little bit. It, it's okay to look past because I, I really believe in that Bucks team. Uh, the Chargers have just been put in weird spots all year. They've they've outperformed their record tremendously. 
uh, but they've just been hurt. So I, I kind of feel like the Chargers can move the ball here, but I, yeah, no heavy lean here either way. Uh, Mo, time for your lone wolves. And uh, you got one as your number two pick. Taking the home dog, Jags plus three over the Vikings. T- t- tell us why we should trust Blake Bortles against the Vikes defense. I hate you guys for this pick. I mean it. Like this is upsetting to me. Why? Brett, I thought you. I thought I taught you better than this. <laughs> what do you have to what? say for yourself? I don't know what well, you. You speak. You're the one that's so high in the Jaguars. I want to know why you like the Jaguars. Yeah, so much. sell us. Eighty-eight percent of the public piling the road favorite here, or it was eighty-three percent. Uh, man, I, I kept this one at. I think minus one for the Vikes. You guys are telling me you guys would think it would be fair to lay nine for the Vikes at home. I don't yes. buy that. Yes, I would. Uh, it's it's close. Uh, it's, it's I don't buy that. It's close. This, <laughs> I, I don't think Jacksonville. Go ahead, keep going. I was gonna, this Vikings team. They're they're solid, you know, but they're not the type of team I'm laying three on the road with. Uh, I uh, last week, um, I was the only one on the Broncos, but they have the the type of defense where I just know, without a shadow of doubt, that Bortles is throwing at least one pick six, and he did. Um, I think the Vikes aren't quite on that level. They're definitely strong, but especially with there's a massive injury here. Uh, if Harrison Smith doesn't play, it's pretty monstrous. And he has not practiced, which is huge. He might actually be the best player on this Vikings defense. Actually, it just says he's out. So uh, he's not playing. Um, Looks like Everson Griffin might be a little hobbled. Uh, I think the Jags... How do the Jags score? How do the Jags play defense? Two and four against the spread at home. They're a complete disaster. How do the Vikes move the ball, though? That's the thing. This offense is not good at all. Paxton Lynch just covered on the road in Jacksonville. He he, he had like 150 yards. That pick six was monstrous there. I mean, Bortles, he might throw another one. You know, it's Bortles, so you can never rule it out. But I actually do like the Jags in this really, really loomy spot at home. So, so I can... got this one circled. I can... Play the music. I can... <laughs> <laughs> Card-carrying members are going to go out of their way to get to Jacksonville this time of year. It's not even like it's that warm uh, in uh, in Jacksonville during this time of year. I agree the Jags might be the right side. I have the Vikings as my very last pick, so you could convince me that I'm on the wrong side. But I'm not going to go out of my way to go to the betting window and wager on Jacksonville. I, I can Nobody will be able to tell me that they're going to have an edge in a home game where they're only getting three points against any these, team. Yeah, if these teams play 100 times, how many times do the Jags win this game? 10? They win this like 30 times at least. I don't Come know. On. Have, have you watched this so team play bad. football? <laughs> they're so bad. That's what that's what it, that's it's like taking the line out of consideration here. Like yet you say the, like Minnesota be minus 9 at home. I 
I don't look at it that way. Like this is still two football teams playing. The Minnesota only has to win by a field goal here. And I think they do that. I think they win this game like almost every time. Jacksonville's D is all right, man. And uh, yeah, but at one point, what point do they quit? What point do they pull a Jets because they've been busting yeah, their ass I mean, all season, that, and but... and all Bortles has been doing is handing the ball to the other team. Jacksonville's but... so beat up on offense too. Like all of their skill players here are hobbling, if not out already this week. I just yeah. I just is Ivory Ivory still hurting, right? Um, yeah, Julius Thomas, Alan Hearns, all these. I mean, Hearns sucks, but who's who's his, re- who's his so replacement? Bad. Like these uh, Marquise Lee, more Marquise Lee targets. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's better than Hearns anyway. But uh, Brett was the highest in the Vikings, but not very high at all. He had them in his lower tier. Uh, Donnie low as well, and again, I had them at the bottom. So it's not like we're super pro Vikings. We're just very anti putting real American dollars on Jacksonville. This is like the same spot I was in with the Niners last week. I right. just don't want the Bears on the card. Uh, your other lone wolf, you're laying the wood. I know it's short of a field goal, but still, taking the Seahawks as road favorites in Lambeau. No Earl Thomas, but still, you believe in the yeah. Hawks. What's going on here? Okay, this was. I think this was a little bit of a delirious pick. I actually, I actually capped this about where it's at. I don't know why I have the Hawks so high. I'll be honest. I think I think the only reason I did it was because the Hawks are minus three on Pinnacle. But uh, the line is juiced to where the plus or the plus three for the Packers is minus one thirteen. So it's not that big of a deal. But it is a move to three. So I think I let that convince me to move it up for some reason. Um, I don't. I think it's a pretty neutral line under three but at three uh where it is now um i i wouldn't i wouldn't take the seahawks but under three i think it looks okay uh i do think they are a decent bit better than the packers um but five and a half yeah, points better we'll, we'll have to see what they look like without earl thomas five and a half points better than the packers i don't i don't know man goat's been goat the last two yeah. weeks He's been playing well. Um, well, I don't know. I didn't get to see that much of that snow game, and I think statistically uh, it wasn't that great. Like They only scored 21 points, and I don't think they moved it that much. Um, and this one could be... I think, it, I think it said clear skies when I looked at the weather the other day, but it was going to be real cold again. Doesn't that favor Seattle? Wasn't there a game actually, last year with the they Hawks? They run the ball? It was like Hawks Vikings last year in like really cold conditions, and Russell Wilson was crumbled. Horrible. It was the playoff. Like, it was the playoff the game. It was the playoff yeah. game. The only reason yeah, that the Hawks true. escaped is because Blair Walsh missed a twelve-yard field goal. They literally no, not, snapped it from the end zone, and he couldn't make it. Yeah, it's not going to be that cold this weekend, but man, I really, I guess, I guess I did look at love the Packers. Looking at my ranking, I had them nine out of Hawks. fifteen are a lot better with Thomas Rawls, guys. I'll tell you that much. Though. Also a lot better with Earl Thomas in the lineup. Uh, I'm Especially against a vertical passing attack. They trust their people so much in zone and knowing what their role and knowing what to do. I mean, literally the first play Earl Thomas missed, <laughs> the Panthers went down the seam for a long touchdown. Uh, and nobody's going to be more... 
willing to go down the seam and be aggressive vertically than than Aaron uh, in this spot. I, I love the Packers here. I did not have them in my top five, but I had them close. Donnie had them right in his lower tier, and so did Brett. So, uh, if you were not delirious and you had to re-rank, where do you think the Hawks would be in your uh, 15 picks, Mo? More towards the middle, more towards the bottom. Um, I'm looking now. I would say a little lower, probably probably um, right below Browns. I would guess so, kind of lower middle. You did. You did take the Browns. I did take the Browns. Not I getting can't fourteen. I clicked the Browns. Not getting fourteen. You and Brett, Donnie, and I are the only people sane enough to take the Bengals in the spot. I don't know why I keep doing this. The, Donnie, I can't the, help myself though. It's just it's it has to be the right side every week. No, I'm done. I'm done with Vikes and Jazz. Have to be the right. Every <laughs> week have to be the right side. Every, this week. Stop it. Every week for the rest of the season, I'm taking the other side on both the Vikes and the Browns and putting it right at the bottom. No thought whatsoever. Like this week I have Vikes as my last pick. Yeah, yeah. I have this week I have Vikes as my last pick, Bengals as my second to last pick. I'm gonna do that every week for the rest of the season. To have nothing to do with these horrid horrible teams. They should be the right side. They you're absolutely right. But they're just not. This is so it's stock high. <laughs> High as it can get on the Bengals after that blowout. And all the trends, then, too. Uh, coming off a bye, home home dog, getting this many points coming off the bye. I, I said it earlier yeah. with the Jets. Like they cut starting quarterback. Yeah, new starting quarterback. But Brown's it, stock is beyond low. I mean, low doesn't even... It's it's in the earth's crust. I mean, right to, now. to be honest, I was going to click Brown's, but then I saw Joe Thomas likely to be out. Has missed practice all is this week. Is he not going to play? Wow. DNP Wednesday and Thursday. So if, if that's... Yeah, but he's DNP every week and he keeps uh, playing. So. I, didn't, I did not know that. So. He's the only guy on their injury report right now, but that's like the biggest one. Right, because their offensive line is the worst. And if they don't have Joe yeah. Thomas, Lord knows what the hell it's going to look like. God, eighty four percent on the Bengals right now. Oh, it's the right side. The Browns is the right side. Down too. Browns uh, is getting a free point here, right? Browns is the right side, hundred percent. But they're not going to cover. Yeah, but Bengals are going to cover a hundred percent. And I still click the Browns every week. Oh boy! All right, let's get to the card. Our first pick. Well, let me tease it a little bit. We have six consensus picks, which. Makes me very happy. The collective is strong. We are seven and one in consensus picks the last two weeks. Of course, the only moose coming on Monday night when the Jets just didn't show up. And if you had told us that a professional team was not going to try, uh, we wouldn't have picked them. So that was a shameful effort by your Jets. Shameful. Yeah, fireballs, please. Right out of the gate, too. It was just like it was over in the first on the first drive. So our first pick is a dog. They're on the road. They're a consensus pick. How much swagger do the cards have? Man, going forward on fourth and one in their own territory and then going straight for the jugular. Bruce Arians is a hero. On that J.J. Nelson pass. We got the cards. I love this team, man. I still think they're good. Yeah, and uh, they're playing a reeling Dolphins team. We've got the cards plus one in Miami. We've got a ton of line value here. The lines moved three points in the other direction. Arizona. This is one hundred percent going to be the top play this in the contest I, this week. Yeah, that makes me nervous. That's the only thing that sucks. But it's a three point 
line move. And Arizona's measurably better than Miami. My only fear is, of course, <laughs> color with a different haircut. Man, Palmer is primed to do dumb stuff. He's got a little keg in him. Uh, everybody had this in their top five, save for Donnie, who had this in the middle of the pack, but we know how much he despises the Dolphins. Uh, is that our only bit of hesitation here? How popular this pick's going to be? Yeah, GTO, this is like yeah, the worst a, possible my, my delirious brain wasn't even thinking about that type <laughs> of stuff. But looking at this line move, it, there's no no doubt in my mind. This is gonna, I would be blown away if there was a pick that uh, that was more selected than this one this week. And, uh, blown away. And everybody picked the Baltimore Ravens last week against the Dolphins, and they covered with ease. So they're just going to go back to the well, picking against Miami. A lot of them also laid the two and a half with the Cardinals, and they covered. So yeah, this. <laughs> I mean, we're we're talking fifty percent of the contest. Gonna, I could see this one being above forty. Yeah, it's going to happen. Arizona. Yeah, this is going to be number one. I hate taking the cards on the road because they've been awful on the road this year, but there's still value in betting the other side against Miami. The Dolphins aren't good. Not good at How do you give up 38 points to the league's worst defense, or worst <laughs> offense? Yeah. How? Man, that, that was happened. absolutely brutal. That I mean, happened. Baltimore's offense is not good. I mean, how bad Miami got thrashed was it was embarrassing. Uh, I truly... I truly hope the Miami does not make the playoffs because I do not want to see that team in the playoffs. They're not good. They're not going to make the playoffs. The, they're going to lose this week. They're going to lose to the Bills. And they're just going to collapse. Next pick is also a consensus pick we've discussed. We knew this was getting in. It's the Texans plus the six over Indy. Next pick, another consensus pick we've already discussed. Ravens plus seven, a little primetime alum against the Patriots. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about ownership in this one as well. Or not ownership, sorry, DFS. Whoa. Uh, about uh, popularity here too because everybody clicked Ravens and was rewarded last week, just like I said. That kind of worries me. No? Nobody else worried? Yeah, I could definitely see this one being in the top five. Uh, would not surprise me. I, I just think this line is bad, and I think people are going to love getting seven with a team that's fairly solid. I think we're still we're still in a spot where we're picking winners, so I'm not yeah. totally concerned about who everyone else is taking yet. We still got four more weeks. All right. Well, you want another winner? Here's pick number four. Back on the Niners train. Oh God. San Francisco minus. You said, "Oh God, this is your third. I like the Niners. This is Dude, your... trust me, I know it's one of my top picks, but I hate it. Oh, I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Bryce Petty on the road, getting less than a field goal. A team that's completely quit. Worst yeah, pass defense in the league. Short week for a guy making his first uh, start. Right? Yeah. Is it his first start? Yeah, first start on a short week. Uh, second I mean, start. He started against uh, Rams. First road start. This isn't, yeah, this is an awful spot for the Jets. And holy, oh my God. <laughs> Niners minus two. <laughs> I can't believe how bad the Jets played. I mean, that was as bad as a pro football team can play. Just flat out didn't show up. So, I mean, they have to play better this week, but I don't think it's going to matter. 
the Niners deserve to be more than a field goal favorites. How how is this not minus three and a half? How's this not minus six? <laughs> I mean, I just, the Jets are a joke. Get all the cap in DFS. Yeah, and if people dropped him in your season long and you're in the playoffs this week, pick him up and start him. Because yeah. that's actually happening. Yeah. People actually drop this dude. He's he's gonna go off this week. And above all, goat curly revenge. <laughs> curly revenge game. It's How many times has he been dropped by the Jets? Twice? <laughs> Multiple times. Traded? like <laughs> So much revenge will be had. Alright, our last pick. Barely. It's a bit of controversy this morning. We got the Rams plus six as our very last pick. Brett tried to move one of his, uh, one of his other top five picks a couple spots up. And that was Bucks minus two and a half over the Saints. Uh, but that, okay, that was my other one. But that actually. would that would have knocked his his number one pick out. I told him that, and he abstained from making the change. So we are sticking with Rams plus six over the Falcons instead of Bucks minus two and a half over New Orleans. We can I discuss like this Rams. though because I feel I like I got an unfair say, advantage there. Got an unfair advantage. I, I have to say the the Bucks. When I re looked at my picks this morning, sober, and having slept for eight hours, uh, I was mystified by my Bucks pick. Why? I, I don't know why I have the Bucks so low. Because I, I everybody is going to the, click Bucks. 16, yeah. Six. I looked at the injuries though, and I think maybe this is one of the games where I did pour over the injuries. I was a little inconsistent with that last night. They look pretty banged up. Uh. I, I don't want Bucks anywhere near the card if Gerald McCoy doesn't play. One hundred percent. I was I like the Bucks this week. I don't love the Bucks this week. I'm very happy to fade them. I think everybody's gonna be off New Orleans after they got pasted at home by Detroit. I think everybody is swooning over the Bucks, and fairly so. They're playing awesome. Jameis is incredible. The defense is coming together. So I think a lot of people are gonna click Tampa Bay here. I think they're slightly the right side giving less than a field goal here at home against a reeling New Orleans team. Yeah, but th- I, this should be minus three. A hundred percent. And that's another reason and that's four. another reason why I don't want it. Because it's it seems too easy. It seems like yeah. seems like a uh I'm gonna play the music a little a loony to me. Yeah, public's almost seventy percent on the bucks here. Am I crazy to think that the Bucks could make the Super Bowl? No, I think this team is that good. I mean, they remember already... my one hundred to one guys? Yeah, yeah, they're on live. I'm, I'm, I'm Dude. so ready for Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl Fifty. How good did Jameis look? Dude, he pushed Joey Bosa down like a bitch, <laughs> and then threw a touchdown pass. I mean, that's as boss as it gets. I'm ready for Chiefs Bucks, man. Super Bowl Fifty One. You don't have to sell me on that one. They're gonna. The network might be upset. Fox might be, you know, reeling if they see that as a Super Bowl. Zero percent chance Goodell <laughs> lets that happen. <laughs> Trust me on this one. Yeah, play the play the music again. <laughs> ah, man, I love the Bucks in this spot, but you guys are right. Everyone's going to take them in the contest. Yeah, if we're not going to be GTO in some spots, it's probably worthwhile that we're GTO in this one. Yeah, and the Rams are such a better 
game theory. I would move. Pick. I would move the Bucks up quite a bit if I could do my rankings again. But there's no way they would be above the Rams. I would actually move the Rams up too. Yeah. Uh, seeing these injuries, so it's probably a wash for me in that sense. Well, I'm glad. Right, Don, I'm glad Donnie wasn't on the pod because Donnie has Bucks top five, and <laughs> he also has the Falcons. So we kind of snuck one past the goalie here. Yeah, yeah he would be fighting this one <laughs> yeah. for sure. But that's what happens when you don't wake up. DP. How is he still not up right now? I don't know. I hope I hope he's okay. Sending good thoughts out to Donald. Yeah. Out in Vegas. We love you, Donald. Yeah, no matter what happens this week. Love you, guy. So here's the card. Cardinals plus one. Wait, wait. I need to write this down because I always forget our card every week. <laughs> Cardinals, Cardinals plus one over the Dolphins. Texans plus six over the Colts. Ravens plus seven over the Patriots. Niners minus two and a half over the Jets. And Rams plus six over the Falcons. That's right. This is five games in my top seven, so I absolutely love this card, needless to say. That's right, all you haters out there. We got Brock, Cap, and Goff on the card. (laughs) Love us. (laughs) Yeah, I said Brock. Oh, yeah, sorry. You could probably add Palmer and Flacco in there too. It's Flacco, not. Yeah. It's not like. <laughs> it's not like they're good at football. So that's the card. Follow these guys on Twitter at Brett Colson C O L S O N, and for some prog adventures at Mo Nuara N U W W A R A H. I'm at Rich T Ryan. Send your contest picks to at Gridiron Gamble on Twitter or Gridiron Gamble Podcast at Gmail dot com. Best of luck in your betting ventures. Need 5-0. Let's go. Peace out. Peace out.